The Chicago Blackhawks announced that forward Brandon Hagel is expected to miss roughly two weeks with a shoulder injury. Also, defenseman Isaac Phillips and Wyatt Kalanuck have been reassigned to the Rockford Icehogs of the AHL. A bit different circumstances for those two players, though. And I'll also be sure to go over the Blackhawks finally getting a couple of practices in with Derek King as the interim head coach. All right here on the Locked On Blackhawks podcast. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Thursday, November 11th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also go check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you're listening to the audio version of this and you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. You can also go and leave me a review if you want to as well. It's all for free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcast, etc. If you go and follow the show right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. All right, good afternoon, everyone. As always, thank you for tuning into today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Uh, it's been a, a little bit of a struggle here to get things going in the past couple of days. It's taken a lot of time, so please bear with me through this transition. But I'm now finally fully up and running on YouTube, folks. So whether you're listening to the audio version of this through podcasts or if you're also uh, watching through YouTube already, first off, thank you so much already for the support. I really appreciate it. It means more than I can express. Uh, But now I just need one more favor out of all of you. I promise it'll only take a second. Please be sure first to go and like this video. And also, please go and subscribe to the Lockdown Blackhawks YouTube page. You'll get notifications every day on when the video and the episode comes out. And it's going to help me in more ways, again, than I can explain right now. Please, 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 from a broke kid who just graduated college, please help me out. Go and first like this video and also go and subscribe to the Lockdown Blackhawks YouTube page. I promise it'll only take a couple of seconds. All right, enough of that. Let's get into everything that has taken place in the past couple of days at Blackhawks practice. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to get down to Fifth Third Arena recently. I've had a lot going on trying to get YouTube up and running, still trying to produce the podcast. I also got my other part-time job. I've been traveling a lot as well these past couple of weeks, but now I'm finally settled in. Settled in for the next, I got nothing planned for the next handful of months here. I'm locked into Chicago for the winter, uh, and I'm definitely excited to um, start getting back to Fifth Third Arena for Blackhawks practices next week. But as for the Blackhawks practices that they've had in the past couple of days, it's finally some opportunities for Derek King to kind of put his stamp on the system and and make whatever kind of changes that he would like to with everything. But before I get into that, I also want to be sure to provide a quick update on Blackhawks forward Brandon Hagel, who on Sunday against the Nashville Predators fell awkwardly on his shoulder, was forced to exit the game early, and then also missed Tuesday's contest against the Pittsburgh Penguins as well. 
We already got an update on forward Mackenzie Entwistle, who also got hurt in that game on Sunday against Nashville. Entwistle is going to miss the next four to six weeks, sadly, with an ankle injury. And now Brandon Hagel also is looking at missing some time here. Hagel is expected to miss roughly two weeks for the Blackhawks with said shoulder injury. Uh, Certainly not the best news here for the Blackhawks, but at the same time, it really could be a whole lot worse, not only for the injury. uh, It seems like Hagel only has uh, a separated shoulder or something along those lines, not to speculate, obviously the NHL hush, hush. They never announce what kind of injuries really um, occur unless it's something severe and they're missing a large amount of time. They just said it was a shoulder injury for Hagel. But the reason I say, I think it's a separated shoulder is because I actually had a doctor reply to one of my tweets, someone, it's a doctor, I forget his name off the top of my head, but he follows all the injuries across the NHL and tweets out his medical expertise and opinion on what likely happened to that player before the team announces actually what happened. And the doctor told me that the most likely, not just me, told the whole Twitterverse that the most likely situation uh, for Hagel on that fall was a separated shoulder. Um, So Tough one there for Hagel. Two weeks, though. Uh, Don't want to downplay that at all. Separated shoulders, by the way, are are definitely not very fun. I actually separated my shoulder during my senior year of high school when I was uh, playing sand volleyball. Quick little fun story for you. I won't get sidetracked too much, but it was during the summer of my senior year in high school. Uh, We were playing sand volleyball at one of my buddy's houses. He's got a nice sand volleyball court in his backyard. And I dove to make a play and of course landed on my shoulder wrong and wound up separating it. Alcohol may or may not have been been involved. Um, But it was definitely not a fun injury to deal with. I, I like couldn't move my arm at all. And every time I did, it basically felt like someone was like shoving an ice pick in my shoulder, just like tensed up all around it. Not a fun injury to deal with. So not trying to downplay it at all. Hagel, a separated shoulder, definitely not fun. Um, But it's an injury as bad as this sounds. It occurred at kind of the most ideal time for the Blackhawks because in their next two weeks, which that's the timetable for Hagel's return, he's expected to miss somewhere around that that time. Um, The Blackhawks are only scheduled to play five times in those two weeks. And three of those games come against the Arizona Coyotes, the Seattle Kraken, and the Vancouver Canucks, three teams that, like the Blackhawks, have also not gotten off to the best starts exactly here this season. Uh, But the tough part of this really is that four of those five games, they're going to be coming on the road, including uh, the old circus road trip for a Blackhawks throwback that some of you might remember. Um, so yeah, these games, they're still going to be a challenge. Don't get me wrong. I mean, each and every night in the NHL, especially with this Blackhawks team, that's three, nine and two. I mean, they can't take any nights off and they're going to have to give it their all in order to come away with a victory. Um, but I just thought this was, again, I, I don't mean to make it sound that way, but kind of the most ideal time for, uh, for Brandon Hagel to miss, to miss the next two weeks. So um, it's still going to be tough though. Hagel is the glue guy for this team. Someone that brings energy night in and night out. And we were just starting to see him thrive offensively really in the last six games for Hagel. He had scored four goals before suffering that injury. Um, it's certainly going to be a tough loss nonetheless, even though it's only for a couple of weeks. 
Uh, and with the offense struggling all year so far, that's certainly going to be a tough loss for this team. And guys are going to have to step up in the absence of Hagel in order to keep things going here and to keep trying to rattle off some victories and make that record not seem as ugly as it is right now. So not the best news for Brandon Hagel. He's going to be out these next two weeks with a shoulder injury, but it also could have been a lot more devastating for the Blackhawks at the same time. All right, there's a quick update on Brandon Hagel's status going forward. Coming up in just a moment, I'm going to discuss defenseman Isaac Phillips and Wyatt Kalanuck both getting reassigned to the Rockford Icehogs of the AHL on Wednesday. But first, I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And be sure to use our promo code LOCKEDON, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Major League Baseball has finished up, which means the NFL and college football have taken over. They're closing in on their postseasons. The UFC also just had some incredible fights this past weekend. Another couple good ones coming up this weekend. Max Holloway is fighting. I'm probably going to have some money on Max. And also, the NBA and the NHL have both started up their seasons now. So for all the latest news, odds, and info, you can check it out with Bet Online. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head on over to the website, or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today. And be sure to use our exclusive promo code LOCKDOWN. That's one word in all caps to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Getting into segment two now on the show today, I also want to be sure to talk about the latest roster moves that the Blackhawks made on Wednesday afternoon. First and foremost, finally, knock on wood here, seems like the Blackhawks have finally gotten over all their COVID issues. Uh, both Tyler Johnson and Isaac Phillips were removed from COVID-19 protocol, as was forward Henrik Borgstrom earlier in the week, uh, but he's been missing a little bit of time recently due to a non-COVID illness, which this poor guy just can't catch a break. Um, but Borgstrom finally seems to be 100% back and healthy as well. He was out there on the ice with the Blackhawks for practice this morning, and it's just so great to see this team again, knock on wood, finally not have COVID issues because it feels like weeks now since their roster has been even close to 100%. Um, finally, seems like things are heading in the right direction for the Blackhawks in terms of COVID protocol. And speaking of finally returning to 100%, defenseman Wyatt Kalanuck, as I mentioned on yesterday's episode, he was activated off long-term injured reserve like minutes before the Hawks hit the ice on Tuesday for their pregame warmups against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Kalanuck uh, did not wind up playing in that game. He didn't dress or anything, but clearly he's right there on the cusp of rejoining this team and rejoining the lineup, hopefully. Um, but yesterday, the Blackhawks sent Kalanuck down to the Ice Hogs, um, which I think a lot of people immediately were like, wait, what the hell's going on here? Why is Kalanuck going to the AHL? But in actuality, 
with black with the Blackhawks having back to back off days on Wednesday and Thursday ahead of their game versus the Arizona Coyotes on Friday night, it actually makes a lot of sense for Kalanuck to go down to Rockford to get some game action down there in the A for even if it's just one game, you know, before getting back and rejoining the lineup in taking place in an NHL game. Let's not forget, Kalanuck hasn't been up to that kind of speed in the last four or five weeks now. So I think it was really smart by Kyle Davidson in the front office to send Kalanuck down, get a game or two in, um, get that speed and everything back, and then he'll have a little bit more experience and be more ready to rejoin the NHL the NHL lineup for the Blackhawks, maybe on Friday. Um, so again, that just seemed like a, a really smart choice to me the more I thought about it. Um, and also, Kalanuck wound up scoring a goal last night for the Rockford Icehogs in his first game of action. So uh, I'm guessing this is not going to be a very long stint for Kalanuck down in the AHL. And along with Kalanuck getting sent down was fellow defenseman Isaac Phillips, who, as I just mentioned, along with Tyler Johnson, finally cleared COVID protocol on Wednesday, uh, but was immediately sent down to the AHL, which really isn't that surprising, though, when you consider what's going on with the Blackhawks right now. Kalanuck's on the verge of coming back, along with Caleb Jones, who was uh, skating this morning by himself on the Hawks' second practice rink ahead of practice. So Caleb also seems to be trending in the right direction, nearing a return in probably the next couple of weeks, I would imagine. And both of those guys, Wyatt Kalanuck and Caleb Jones, they're ahead of Isaac Phillips in terms of the depth chart at this point. And with if the injuries didn't happen and if Riley Stillman never got placed in COVID-19 protocol, I really don't think that Isaac Phillips would have been called up to the NHL so early in this season. Not to say that he looked bad or anything. I, I thought he actually looked okay other than the couple of penalties that he took. Um, but I just think it's a little bit early for him. I mean, this was a guy who probably, if there wasn't COVID, would have still been playing in juniors last year. And I, I think he only saw 27 games of AHL action um, in last season. So just seemed a little bit early for Phillips to already be at the NHL level, but it's, it's certainly a good sign that as a fifth round pick, he's already capable of coming up to coming up to the NHL and being a, a filler in the lineup for the Blackhawks. I definitely think they like what they saw out of Isaac Phillips for being so young. And again, for being a fifth round pick, the future is definitely high for him, but Rockford just just seems like the right place for him to be at the moment. So it wasn't all that surprising to see Phillips reassigned to the AHL as well, along with Kalanuck on Wednesday. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the Blackhawks are finally left with 21 guys on their roster that they likely would have loved to have uh, in the past couple of weeks. Aside from the injuries, of course, we're still without Brandon Hagel and Mackenzie Entwistle. Uh, both of those two are looking at missing some time here. And because of that, Reese Johnson was the one that the Hawks decided to recall from Rockford earlier in the week. Uh, he'll probably be remaining on the NHL roster, I imagine, as long as Brandon Hagel is out. Um, and also, Reese Johnson's the thirteenth, uh, the twelfth forward. Excuse me. With Henrik Borgstrom coming back too, he that puts him as uh, the thirteenth player in in the Blackhawks forward group at the moment. I, I really am happy to see Borgstrom come back because I honestly thought that he played 
pretty well, despite the Blackhawks not winning any of the games that he played in. I thought he was one of the few guys that was moving the puck around well and was uh, showing some signs of life offensively. So great to see that Borgstrom has been practicing for the last couple of days with the team. And the 14th forward on the active roster is Tyler Johnson. I'll, I'll have a little bit more on Johnson coming up in just a moment, but the Blackhawks finally are, are starting to get back to being healthy, getting guys out of COVID protocol, and they mostly have the guys who they want at the NHL level right now. As for the defense, uh, they only have six at the moment with Cal not being down in the AHL. So Jones, McCabe, Murphy, Dehan, Stillman, and Gustafson. Um, but again, you got to think Kalanuk. I don't know. It's tough. Honestly, I'm going to guess that he does get recalled in the next 24 hours here because what, what really made me think that is Eric Gustafson, first off, has not been good at all for the Blackhawks this season. Great final move, by the way, Stan Bowman. Thanks for that. Uh, and also, with Derek King as the interim head coach in the last two games, Eric Gustafson has played just just over 14 minutes total. I think he had uh, eight minutes and six seconds on Tuesday against the Penguins. So I do honestly think that Kalanuk is going to get recalled here probably in the next 24 hours, and um, Eric Gustafson can kind of go back to being in that seventh defenseman role until Caleb Jones is ready to return from his wrist injury. All right, that takes care of the Hawks' latest roster moves in the past couple of days. Coming up in just a minute, I am going to talk about the last couple of days at practice with Derek King now calling the shots. All right, moving on now into segment three before I finish things up in the afternoon. I also wanted to be sure to talk about everything that's happened during Blackhawks practice in the last few days because finally interim head coach Derek King has been able to kind of put his stamp on everything and make the changes that, that he would like to make with the club right now. But actually, it doesn't sound like King is going to be making all that many changes or is going to switch things up all that much within the Blackhawks system because during his presser following practice this morning, King talked about how he's just kind of getting used to the Blackhawks system, which at least to me makes it sure sound like he's going to keep going with the way things have been so far in terms of uh, the structure and the one, two, two that the Hawks are running rather than coming in and just making whole wholesale changes left and right, which honestly um, it's tough. I, I don't know what would be, the right way to go about things right now. I mean, uh, clearly things have been working fine in the past two couple of games. The Blackhawks have only allowed four goals, four goals total in their last two. Uh, but overall, I mean, I think most of us Blackhawks fans uh, have been able to tell that the system that Jeremy Colleton had been running when he was still here was uh, pretty busted, to put it nicely. But hey, maybe with King's change in mentality from behind the bench. Um, maybe that's the difference maker here. I, I don't know. Um, I, only time will tell, I guess. But at the moment, it just sure sounds like uh, things aren't going to be changing all that much in terms of structure 
organization and the system that the Blackhawks are running with Derek King as the interim head coach. He just basically wants to make sure that they're running it better. And that more, most importantly with what he's been focusing on in practice is just the Blackhawks need to have more pressure in the neutral zone. Uh, Teams with Colleton here, they have just been able to walk into the offensive zone at will. It's just been entirely too easy for them. So I think that's really just what Derek King has been trying to emphasize in the last two days of practice is just we need to make things tougher on our opponents in order to win some games. As for the practices itself in the past couple of days, um, as I mentioned, Henrik Borgstrom has been back taking full part in drills and everything. Seems like he's pretty darn close to returning to the lineup if the Blackhawks want to throw him in there tomorrow against Arizona. Um, and along with Borgstrom, skating on the Hawks' second rink, as I just mentioned a moment ago, this morning once again was defenseman Caleb Jones, who sadly has missed the entire start of the regular season so far due to that wrist injury, which that really sucked because honestly, I thought Caleb Jones was probably the Blackhawks' best defenseman in the preseason and arguably one of their best players. He was that good, in my opinion. So tough that Jones had that injury uh, happen right before the season started and he's now missed the first uh, 14 games of the year. Probably he's going to miss a couple more before he he's back and ready. Uh, but if I had to guess, I think with, with Caleb starting to skate in these past couple of days, not fully ready to join his teammates just yet for practice. Uh, but I, I would imagine that he's probably going to be back to being fully healthy sometime in the next week and a half or two weeks, if I had to guess. The only other member of the Blackhawks active roster who wasn't available for practice this morning was forward Tyler Johnson. And as I said earlier, Johnson did clear COVID-19 protocol on Wednesday, but he still may not be 100% healthy from that neck injury that he sustained a couple Fridays ago against the Carolina Hurricanes. Although, Derek King did say after practice that it was kind of funny. He's like, not everyone's Patrick Kane. Not everyone can just get up off the couch and be ready to go and go play an NHL game just like that. Um, but to me, that honestly kind of implied that the neck isn't really the thing that's bothering Johnson. Again, I'm not 100% sure on that, but it just more so, King more so made it seem like they just want to get Johnson up to speed. But at the same time, it was a little weird that he wasn't on the ice. So I don't know. Johnson's neck may be fine. It may not be. Um, but also, King said that there is a possibility that Johnson's back on the ice tomorrow. So kind of sounds like his status is up in the air at the moment for uh, Friday night's game at the United Center against the Arizona Coyotes. As for the lines that the Hawks have rolled with in practice the last couple of days real quick, uh, well, actually, they, they didn't get to forward lines on Wednesday because that was an optional practice following their game against the Penguins. But as for this morning, it was a uh, full practice by the team. Um, first off, no changes to the defense, obviously, because there's only six currently on the active roster. So no change there. Stillman and Jones, uh, McCabe and Murphy, and then DeHaan and Gustafson for the time being. But as for the forward group, though, uh, the top six also did remain the same as we saw it on Tuesday against the Pens with DeBrinket, Doc, and Patrick Kane as the top line. And then the Dominic Kubalik, Jonathan Taze, and Jujar Kara trio remain the same in practice this morning as well. And I know a lot of people, you know, aren't too thrilled about Kara playing in the top six, but he actually 
performed pretty well there uh, against the Penguins on Tuesday. And even if he hadn't scored that goal, my guess would be he'd probably still be on that second line with Taze and Kubi because A, he's the best defensive forward on this team right now, and B, those three were moving the puck together well and, and created a lot of different chances. So although the fans may be a little upset about it, I actually do agree with the decision to leave Jujar Kara on that second line for the time being. He's definitely deserving of at least one more game there on the Hawks' second line. As for the bottom six, though, we did finally see some changes. And Derek King, finally, we got a third line that I like to see. Philip Kurashev. Dylan Strom down the middle at center, and then Adam Gaudette on the right wing. Yes, Derek King. Yes. This is what we should have been doing for the last four weeks, in my opinion. Not only playing Dylan Strom at the center position, but also giving him some real line mates to score with. They've kind of done a due diligence with Adam Gaudette as well. He played 518 on Tuesday against the Penguins. Don't agree with that, but now looks like. Derek King is finally going to uh, open it up here and go with uh, a real offensive-minded third line with Kurashev, Strom, and Gaudet. And, you know, all three of these guys have something to prove right now. All three should be playing with a chip on their shoulders. Um, so I, I know Colleton never did it, but by relate than never, I'm really happy to see Derek King make this change and put together a third line that I think can actually produce offensively. And I think the Blackhawks also can afford to do that right now because if you go and look at who they have down on their fourth line, they got Mike Hardman, uh, Ryan Carpenter, and Reese Johnson. Like That's a pretty sound defensive-minded fourth line. Mike Hardman can provide that trio with a little bit of offense as well. He's proved to be a really good two-way forward so far in his time in the NHL. And then obviously, Carpy's one of our best penalty killers on the team, so valuable in a defensive role. And Reese Johnson also provides the physicality, and I don't know if he should be up at the NHL level right now, but one thing I do know is this guy will give it his all on each and every shift, and he'll play physical along the boards. He's not scared to throw his body around not scared to step in front of a shot. So if Reese Johnson has to be in the lineup, I think this fourth line with Mike Hardman and Ryan Carpenter is the perfect place for them to be. So, um, and also, by the way, another change that Derek King finally made at Blackhawks practice today was Ryan Carpenter is finally out of the bumper roll on the top power play unit, which never made sense in the first place as the guy who has one power play goal in his career. It happened to come last year against the Detroit Red Wings while serving on the Hawks' second power play unit. And it was a snipe, by the way, if you want to go check it out. Um, but, I mean, Ryan Carpenter is a guy who should be focusing on the penalty kill and what he does for this team defensively, not how he can mesh well with DeBrinket, Kane, Taves, and Seth Jones. Like, that's not the role he should have been in. And now Derek King has finally made a change. He's put Kirby Doc in the bumper role, which we've all been yelling for for the past couple of weeks. Makes a lot more sense for Doc to be in there. Um, so hopefully, you know, that will make a difference for this power play unit because they don't have a, the Blackhawks are without a power play goal in each of their last four games. They need to get it rolling. And I think adding Kirby Doc to that top unit and actually giving the power play another another actual threat in the middle to, to be fair, Ryan Carpenter. I mean, the defense, if I were 
a penalty kill unit going up against the Blackhawks and I see Ryan Carpenter in the middle, I'm going to say, all right, if this guy beats us, so be it. I'm not going to let Patrick Kane beat us. I'm not going to let Alex DeBrinkett beat us. I'm not going to let Jonathan Taves just stuff it home at will from down low. No, I'm, I'm going to make Ryan Carpenter beat us. That would be my mindset if I was going up against the Blackhawks power play. But now with Doc in there, I think it gives him a whole nother weapon. Hopefully that'll be the thing that gets the Blackhawks man advantage going. And also for Carpenter, you know, this is what he should be doing. This gets him, allows him to go back to focusing on that fourth line role and just having him worry about the defense and killing penalties, which is exactly what he should be doing for this Blackhawks team. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Thursday, November 11th episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show and be sure to follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app and go and subscribe to the YouTube page. Please, please, please go and like this video and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, go be sure to check out the Lockdown Bets podcast, which is hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. So you can get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. You can simply do so by following the Lockdown Bets podcast. It's free and available on all platforms. So be sure to go and check it out right now. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also go check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And for any questions regarding anything related to the show, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can also hit me on any of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.